Hello. Before we start today's episode, if you would like a condensed version of what I'm talking about in this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Perfectionist Guide. You can read the entire thing in three minutes or less. To access this, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash newsletter. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, type A, hyper performer? Then you know what it is like when your perfectionism is a constant god-awful companion. But it doesn't have to be. If you are ready to burn bright instead of burning out, to lead without losing yourself, and to enjoy the life you have worked so hard to create, then keep listening. I'm your host, America's leader on rewiring perfectionism, CLG, and this is Perfectionism Rewired, the podcast. Welcome to Perfectionism Rewired. Today, we are talking about everything you need to know about self-regulation as a perfectionist, why you can't remember your coping skills in the heat of the moment. As we go into the holidays, this is a time where you might be counting on some of these tools to like get you through. Having that understanding of, oh, okay, I understand why this is happening. You can prevent a lot of anguish. Emotional regulation, self-regulation is a fancy word that just means your ability to control the way that you feel. Instead of trying to control everything around us, we learn how to control ourselves. What I hear so many times from my one-on-one clients inside of perfectionism leverage, they're like, CLG, I can memorize. I've learned to memorize all these strategies supposed to give you agency over your emotions, to help when you're feeling overwhelmed, to curb your catastrophizing. Strategies like taking deep breaths, box breathing, listening to a meditation, going for a walk, thinking about how grateful you are, doing affirmations. Perfectionist people, like, we can memorize tools like nobody's business. I'm guessing you could probably teach a class on how to calm the F down. But here's the thing. When it comes to us as perfectionists, actually using these tools to get back into our zone of resilience in the heat of the moment, it's extraordinarily hard. Like it's mission impossible. A lot of the times for my perfectionism leveraged clients prior to us working together, they've never been taught how to tune into their person correctly. If you are experiencing panic and anxiety and you feel like you're always in your head, that's like a sign doing this very ineffectively and it's not your fault. It's just that you have never developed the skills in order to do this. If you memorize and you're like, how come when I actually need it, I can't remember? It's not your ADHD. It's not any of your diagnoses. It's not that you didn't study it hard enough. It's not that you're not good enough. It's not that you need to be more present. It's because you are struggling with interoceptive awareness. The coping tools that you do have become these like set of like memorized strategies that you have a really hard time applying in the moment. Truly what step one of self-regulation is building interoceptive awareness. Once you have the interoceptive abilities to then learn tools that you can match in the moment. For my clients, their ability to notice getting really clenchy or their heart rate increasing and connect and understand 
that those are signs of building anxiety and to connect and understand that, oh, that right there, that is the choice point in time. If you had interoceptive awareness, that's when you would be like, ding, 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 and it would prompt rewired perfectionists into the action to use the apothecary of tools that they have learned. But because you're not noticing those important, subtle, and highly nuanced person clues that you have that are personal to you, you're missing the vital sensory data that would propel you at the right time to get into action and to use the tools that you have. It's like your mother-in-law is being really unreasonable. She makes all these comments. And then before you know it, you feel like you're going to snap. Deep breaths in that situation is like you showing up with a mini American girl-sized fire extinguisher when the first story of your house is already in fuego. The whole bottom story of your house is already on fire and you're bringing a little extinguisher. And then be like, well, why isn't this working for me? You'll think that there's something wrong with you. You might even be told that there's something wrong with you. This is what your problem is. But if you think about it like math, you are adding and subtracting. You're trying to do all these things, but it's like no one ever taught you what quantities are. Just the very basic of like, here's one peach. That means one. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm talking about here. It's like, okay, when do you use subtraction or when do I divide? When do fractions and percentages come into play? And it's like a broken clock is right twice a day. Sometimes you might guess correctly, but it's so frustrating. Wouldn't it be like, amazing if you actually, one, you didn't even get to the point where the bottom floor of your house is on fire. Like what if you didn't even need to regulate yourself as much and you actually had tools that worked? Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, it can be. We have learned more about perfectionism and the human brain in the past five years than we have in the past 50 million years. But what I see out there and why this podcast is dedicated to truth and accuracy when it comes to perfectionism and neuroscience is that like they're not getting to the core of the issue. Telling you that you're going to go into perfectionism recovery, that's why I call it prison, because you're not solving anything. (laughs) It would just be like, here, just don't use money because no one taught you how to use numerals. It does not make any sense. It's not complicated at all. It's actually very, very simple. We need to have a foundational level of understanding. Perfectionism recovery and self-regulation approaches, they're just keeping you on the surface. And maybe they're getting you out of the panic temporarily. They're giving you some quick and dirty wins. And what you need as perfectionists, you've got to get deep, deep, deep. And deep doesn't mean we're going to go into my childhood wounds and up all this pain and trauma. No, it doesn't mean any of that. It's so much simpler. All this other stuff that you're doing, it's not actually getting to the root. Think about it. How can you regulate something that you aren't even totally aware of or you don't understand? I I, I don't know why no one else is talking about it. I just know that I can't shut up about it because it's so effing important. When you have a hyper-connected mind and you're never explicitly taught how to tune in, early on you develop strategies 
like avoiding mistakes, following all the rules, doing things in the right way and controlling as much as possible. That was your workaround. That was your duct tape way of doing it. You did that so that way you could fly above. If you do everything perfectly, then no one can critique you. No one can judge you. If everyone likes you, you don't have to deal with how you feel when someone doesn't like you. You did all of that so you could soar above anything that felt uncomfortable. You learned this amazing skill that like your mind is really powerful and that you could actually just like circumvent your feelings. It doesn't mean that you're a robot. It just meant that like you could just keep pushing through. If I just keep pushing through, I can make it. I used to be like, I only need four hours of sleep. I can just survive on air. Those strategies of riding high, living above the neck, they stop feeling that good after a while. And that's not how you're designed to operate as a human. You not being able to calm yourself down during the holidays or during times of tension, of course you can't self-regulate because you're not connected to yourself. Your brain gets frustrated by this. And then if you're like how I was, you're probably almost always operating at a low level of feeling anxious, agitated, or on edge behavior-wise, the way that this shows up, if you're like, everything needs to be done, it needs to be done in a very specific way. As a result, because your brain is frustrated about, I can't really connect to what's going on and I'm trying so hard, you're unable to identify what's happening underneath the surface in a timely manner. You are expecting yourself to be able to regulate yourself in the moment, and it's highly impractical. If you're like, CLG, I've spent so many years in therapy, I have been to so many doctors, how is it that no one's told me about this. So just like perfectionism, interoception is invisible. It's an invisible skill. Without someone knowing the right questions to ask or the signs to look for, most therapists, counselors, psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors, coaches, they don't recognize the underlying cause. And they fail to provide you with the proper supports because they are unaware of what they missed. You don't know what you don't know. And then what happens, though, is that you are made to feel like a complete failure. So then you try harder, you read more books, you listen to more podcasts, and you end up chipping away at your self-trust, self-confidence, and self-esteem. How you know that someone's taking this approach with you is if they're focusing on what to do when you are feeling anxious, angry, overwhelmed, etc. Like if they're telling you when you are anxious, take deep breaths. When you are frustrated, go take a break. Maybe that works for people that are already very skilled with their interoception abilities. They estimate minimum one in 10 people has difficulty with interoception. This is very, very common, especially for perfectionists. Without interoceptive skills, it's just like going through life without learning what numbers mean, doing math by memorizing what the numbers look like and how much. If you're asking yourself, well, why didn't they teach this CLG if this is like such a pivotal skill? In the olden days, the days of yesteryear, when there weren't cell phones or internet, when all of our parents, I'm guessing, you know, at least my parents, we weren't hyper-connected. We couldn't get anything instantly. If you wanted to watch something, you would have to like rewind it in the VCR. We as humans, we had no choice but to listen inward. There wasn't all of this external stimulation. This right here is where perfectionism leverage comes in and provides a proven approach that starts on the inside as it works its way 
to the outside. You are driven, you have a kick-ass career, you have family, you have relationships, you have hobbies. And so with everything we do, it's like we want to make it that it's like sustainable. When you have this, like when you have interoceptive awareness, you know how to instantly calm yourself on the spot, no matter where you are, no matter how extreme the stress. You can stop letting other people or like petty things control your mood. You don't have all that negative self-talk that's like, you know, going all the time. And you actually can create emotional poise and not because you're numbing yourself or you're smiling and pretending that it doesn't matter. Interoceptive skills for me as a responsible practitioner and also for you so you don't like get your hopes up and then you're like, how come I only know 20 words? It, It takes at least six months for everything to really like sit in and be useful. But I will tell you, it is the most, it's the most useful skill that you could ever learn because it makes it so that you are in complete control. It's a skill that will be with you for generations. So if you want some of that, I'm opening the door for you and inviting you into the one place that can make spinning out a thing of the past. All you gotta do is take the first step and you can go for it at CourtneyLoveGavin.com.